0: Check complete, let's
1: head over to the bar bar, bar. Yo, 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 yo Welcome back to a very special episode of the VAR Bar Podcast I am of course your host with the most, Andrew um, And I'm joined here by a few of us, a few of the regulars Um, We've got the Shoreditch Bandit again in the building as always
2: Always present for episodes, come on Always infiltrating in these guest episodes Now When no one invites (laughs) you, come on
1: man Mad (laughs) Also got um Quest, aka Shalom in the building. It was good, everyone. <laughs> yeah. As this ep- this particular episode, um, we're just gonna focus on um youth football and academy football. Mm. So basically, the road to becoming a pro, and um, obviously one of our own who's gone through the academies um, of Manchester City and also um at Barnsley for a year. Kenna, how you doing, mate? I'm good, pal. How are you? I'm fantastic mate. And um, we've also got a very special guest, uh, professional footballer, uh, played for the Netherlands under 20, on the, or on, the on, the yeah, on the 21, on the 18. On the 21. Yeah, on the 21. On the 21. We've got Jeffrey Sarpong in the building. How you doing mate? What up guys?
0: Doing good, doing good. Nice, good nice. Be- Glad nice. to be in the
2: presence of royalty, man. Love
3: that. Pros
2: <laughs> Right. Sweets sweet, sweet remember Jeffrey Sarpong on Pro
1: 4, you the know, Pro 4 5. <laughs> <laughs> you send them out online, they'll come back a world be. I'm like, ah! Oh! <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, before we actually dive into the conversation, how did you feel seeing yourself on football games, Jeffrey? Because that's always a question I wanted to you know, ask.
0: To be honest, I was not really a gamer, man. So it was, it was normal. It was not like something like, wow. because so I was not really playing that much.
3: Calm, calm. I know yeah, people in this chat would have been just playing with themselves like, yo, <laughs> playing up front.
4: <laughs> Bro.
3: All right, man.
1: So now that we've got Jeffrey here, so obviously most of us, um, or most most football fans know you from um, your time at Ajax. And then obviously afterwards going to Real Sociedad. And then after that, it kind of became quiet for most football fans in regards to your name. But we just wanted to start from the beginning and could you talk to us about your road up until signing for Ajax at your, at whatever age you signed for them? Can you just talk about that? So from amateur football to academy for professional club.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, I was six, um, I was six years old and, uh, you know, Ajax was, at that time, they, they won the Champions League, you know, with Patrick Leifert and, um, Seedorf and, you know, all them legends at Gaddafi, so... 95?
1: 95.
0: 95, yeah. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, Ajax was my favourite team, was my club. Um, so, I started playing football at Abkouda, FC Akauda. it's a local club in Amsterdam. And, uh, yeah, it took like six months before I went to Ajax, so I didn't really uh, stay too long. See uh, um, prodigy, <laughs> six yeah. motioner at six. <laughs> it's mad. Um, so yeah, I started playing for ice when I was seven. Um, yeah, you know, I was—I've always been one of the the better players in my team. Um, I was—I was a little bit chubby, so <laughs> I was uh, strong for my age. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good time. You know, you, you, you play with the best uh, players um, of your age, and Ajax um, has a mentality uh, of winning. You know, um, from a young age, we learn that when you play for Ajax, you must win. You must you must uh, play with pride. You must play with confidence, and uh, you must play to win. You know, losing is not an option. So. I learned that from uh, from a very young age, um, and uh, yeah, up to up to when I was up to when I was sixteen or seventeen, no seventeen when I signed my first uh, contract. So yeah, okay, yeah. So, was, okay.
1: so, yeah, yeah. so we'll, we're gonna go there. So so basically, you you played for FC Calder before you went to um, Ajax. Uh, you played there only for six months at the age of six. So yep. obviously there was a story in it that when you was at Calder, you scored like you scored like nine goals every game or something, something mm-hmm. like that. And this is what notified people.
0: Yeah, I scored, uh, uh, I, I don't remember actually, but I scored a lot of goals. Uh, in <laughs> yeah, someone, told,
1: someone told me you scored like nine games back to back, nine goals back to back. <laughs> You know how
0: crazy that is.
1: <laughs> but I just want to let the listeners know, like, there are actually levels because listen to what he said. He said that he started playing football. I mean, he probably played football, like, at the age of four or five or whatever. But no, didn't. I didn't.
3: I didn't. I used to dance. I just used to dance. You <laughs> literally go. picked it up and then six months later, yeah, yeah. Six months later. My yeah. God.
1: So that that there is levels to this isn't it so Kenna, let me go to you then before we move on how what was your journey like before signing? <laughs> the <for Smith>? opposite <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so basically for me um i started playing at the age of 9 i think i signed my contract with fletchmore rangers so for people who don't know Moss rangers Same. is kind of we say it's the, it's the best amateur club in the UK for us. So it's had like Rashford, uh, Wes Brown, um, Lingard. So literally like the best Mancunian players tend to come from Fleck de Moss. But I was there for four years rather than the six months. So for me, it's kind of, I, I, I almost, do you know those kids who started from the bottom and worked their way up? That was me
4: yeah.
3: in my first year. I was always on the bench. The second year, got a bit better. But then it was almost the kick for me was in my second year, one of um, my teammates, Jordi Hirula, he signed for United and I watched him sign for United and I'm like, I can do that. So it's almost literally like, I think people who know me anyway, like Andrew, when I put my mind to something, it tends to happen. So I, I was a defender and I started just watching clips of the best defenders. So like Rio and Terry were my two favourite ones. So I used to have a field near me where I would just literally work, at, pinging balls, playing out from the back, all the, all the things that the best defenders did. And then a year later, um, I was literally probably, i say, the best player. I got trials at United. They rejected me, so I heard nothing from them. And then a year run after that, um, I was being watched by Liverpool and City. And signed for City, and I was there for four years.
1: Okay, so you actually had a choice between Liverpool and City.
3: No, so I remember our um, our like our manager was like, okay, these two, they're watching you, so one of them, or if not both, okay, of them, yeah, yeah. City came first, and I didn't look back. How I, old were you then? Uh, twelve. I signed for City.
1: Yikes! So. <laughs> So Jeffrey was six when he signed for yes. Ajax, <laughs> and Kenner was twelve when he signed for City. That's interesting. Okay, so Jeffrey, so in your group, basically, can you name? Can you rattle off a few names who were who actually made it pro? That we know. who was in your year, basically. When I when I signed in the yeah when you yeah in the academy yeah.
0: Um. Well, my first year at Ajax, I. I grew, I started with uh, Gregory van der Ville. Um, I don't know. Baller. If you must know him. Baller. Yeah. Yeah. Right back. Right back, yeah. Uh, Played with a uh, German Lenz. Oh, okay, yep. yep, uh, yeah. I remember German Lenz, yep. He's now in Turkey. Um, was he at Ajax? I never knew he was at Ajax <laughs> Academy. Yeah, yeah, but he left like, he left when he was 13 or something
1: okay, like that. Okay, okay. Makes sense.
0: Um, who else? First year. That's, no, that's about it, actually, that I can think of at the moment. And eventually, of course, later through the years, you play with other players. Yeah. Uh, but in my first year, it's, yeah, those two, I think.
1: But not many, not many in those years actually made it to the big time or received a contract.
0: Not many, no.
1: Not many. <laughs> So let me ask you first then. So let's say between the, the ages of six and 12, whilst being yeah. at Ajax, um, yeah. did, you, did you think, did you know, did you believe that you would get a professional contract? You would make it to the from, from the toekomst, the training. So for those that don't know, the toekomst and the actual Amsterdam arena are very close and you can actually see it in the distance. Um, did you believe that one day you would play at the actual stadium rather than the toekomst?
0: Yeah, it, it has always been my dream, you know. So, um, you know when you when you dream something, you believe in it, um, and you hope it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I must say, I always, you know, in every team I had, I had uh, like I said, I was always one of the better players. So you get those signals like, all right, you're doing good, you're getting closer, but it's still a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, up, up, yeah, from six to twelve. I I would call it hope you know you just have hope you just you just have a dream
1: yeah and
0: uh yeah it's so you get older that you start to realize okay I'm getting closer and closer um
1: but you know you hear a lot of stories and maybe you've seen it with yourself as well where like you know there's probably another person that's also good and that also has been through the years, but they don't receive the professional contract. So what separates you from them, basically? What What would you advise to a youngster? What, what, what's the difference? Yeah.
0: There are a lot of factors, man. There are a lot of factors. Um, you know, Everyone has their own story, their own, their own experience. Um, obviously, you always need to work hard. I believe, uh, like you said, there are, there are a lot of players out there who also worked hard, also, you know, um, I had a dream, but I didn't make it or whatever. Um, So there are a lot of factors. Like you need to have the right people. Like you need to have a a coach that believes in you that, you know, even when you're having a a bad season or bad few games that, you know, someone who still believes in you because sometimes you will go through periods where you're out of form, you know, you're not Mm -hmm. in the rhythm, you know, you know, you know, scoring goals, you're not performing, and um, you know, if you don't have someone who who reminds you that you're good, whether it's whether it's your father, whether it's a coach, whoever, you need to have you need to have people around you who will uh, motivate you and 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 you know, uh, talk uh, talk faith into you. So that could be a factor. If if you don't have that, then you know you can give up easily, or you can you can stay in that atmosphere of not not performing. Yeah. Uh, no injuries. You know, a lot of players were. I know a few players were very good, but because of injuries, you know, they were they were hindered. Um, so that that's another thing. You know, um, management. So that there, there, there are a lot of a lot, that's of, a lot of
1: factors. So would yeah. you say? Because a lot of people would say that, but only from the outside looking in, where they yeah. would be like, ah, oh, more time it's luck rather than you actually being good. So more time. Or, or the yeah. major thing is being in favor with the manager at that particular yeah. time would you agree with that to a certain extent
0: i think it's a it's a, it could be it could be one of them reasons but it's not it's not the main thing i believe yeah. uh, you know you cannot you cannot depend everything on luck you know not everything is on uh, not everything is uh, based on luck mm. um it's also has to do with mentality you know um one of the risks could be mentality that you have I've had good players wrong mentality. Yeah, um, yeah, you hear that um, a lot. Not not willing to submit to the coach or not willing to 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 um, fight for the team or have a bad attitude or even at school. You know, ice is also very very uh, strict with how you do at school. So yep. you know, it's it's not just uh, luck or having favor with the coach. It's a lot of yeah. uh, factors.
1: So, Kenner, if I was to ask you then, um, so obviously you was at Manchester City. At that time, Manchester City were not the Manchester City that we know now, but they were at the cusp <laughs> they were at the cusp of becoming the Manchester City that we knew now. But that doesn't matter, regardless. Um, who, who was in your, basically, that's made it at Manchester, uh, City? Manchester
3: City? In mine, we had like quite a few players who went on and did well, let's say, at youth level. And we had a couple, I think only two made first team appearances. So George Evans, who's now at Derby. So hopefully he'll get promoted. Um then a couple who played basically like lower level slash in SPL. So uh, yeah, Greg yeah. Lee, who's at Nak Brada by the way. So that that was a great experience for him. He went from playing at City, playing at Berry and then he got a move to Nak Brada for a little bit. Um Ellis yeah. Plummer Shea Fate. So we had loads of what you'd call for me anyway, um, youth prodigies? because in my team, I think we were a squad of whatever, 17, 18, we had like eight or nine England internationals in mind, so for under 16, 17, 18, so we had a really, really good like youth, um, youth players, but then as uh, Jeffrey will know, it, it's that kick, kicking on. That's probably the toughest thing to do. So,
1: so let yeah. So let's
3: let's let's
1: stay with you then, because yeah. obviously um, it didn't work out the way you probably hoped or wanted um, yeah. at City. Uh, talk us through that. So,
3: um, so for me, same again. It's probably on the other side of Jeffrey, of where I would say I was one of the the middle players from. Signing at 12 till 16. I was always one that always started anyway. So, C- City probably similar to, to Ajax. The best players tended to play a year up. So, in my, I played a couple, like couple of games here and there, I played a year up, but I tended to stay within my age group. Whilst the actual, I would say the better players most definitely, they played up. So, in my actual age group in itself, I played as a right back. Four defenders were England internationals. <laughs> barring me but I was Tanzanian anyway but you know what I'm trying to say of where the I would say the elite youngsters they played up up until um when we were actually fighting for a, a youth team scholarship that's when they played within our age and I was playing obviously alongside them but for me from early I kind of knew when it when it came to crunch time I needed to really push them hard and it would have been really difficult, and at that time, Man City Academy was still—I'd say—it was probably the best academy in the country. Like as for a sure. club, City were behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, like, City had youth teams. Um, what's the right word? Um, youth cups. We were doing really, really well. So do you remember the Micah Richards storages? Michael yeah, Johnson yeah. Islands. Like, City were really known for producing the top talent. So. Yeah, I'd say I was on the other side of where all I could do was try and push the better players and get the most whilst I was at City. I kind of knew in the end it was just a case of finding a club after City.
1: But how did they deliver that message to you? Was it one of them where like, because you said at 16, so did you make it to the under-23s at all? Yeah. Uh,
3: No, 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 no. So literally at um, 16, so 12, 13, 14, 15, then 16, I played like, Uh, up until February, March time, just Mm -hmm. before they make a decision on who gets the contracts. And then it was literally one of those of where everyone has a time slot on Friday at the Etihad Stadium and everyone gets told yes or no. It was literally like that. You walk in uh, with your parents and they just tell you, yeah, you've got a a two-year or you've got a two-year and a professional or you've got nothing basically and they'll support you with finding other clubs. And I was the ones who didn't get one.
1: Okay, so obviously I know that um, after City, you also, uh, or they helped you go into Barnsley, is that correct? I, I ended up finding Barnsley, but yeah. Oh, you yeah, find it Barnsley up. yourself. So yeah. how, how, how was that arranged then? Um, why did Barnsley not happen in the end?
3: Um, so that one was uh, <laughs> loads of things. Because I would say growing up, even <laughs> as, I, as I kicked on, I was always one of the players who was always injured. So, come my first year, I, I really didn't play much of under 18s football just because our age group were really, really good. And I say this all the time of where mm-hmm. the other right back in Barnsley was John Stones, so there was no chance I was gonna mm-hmm. I was gonna get any minutes there. Um, but then in my second year, um, I got moved to to play out wide, so <laughs> I was a natural right back, but I was playing mainly like on the left wing, right wing. Sometimes I'll play centre-half, centre-mid, so I was literally being moved around, but then when it came to actual crunch time, around a couple months before we found out about professional contracts, I tore my hamstring, of where initially they said I'd be out for six to eight weeks, but in the end I think I was out for eight months, of where it just kept reoccurring, so for me that was literally like the hardest time ever because... I think the previous like eight, nine games, I was doing really, really well. And I think the week before it, we, we got through to um, FA Youth Cup. I played really well. And then it was kind of momentum. I had that momentum of where, you know, right, if you put on another 10 games, you could get a contract. And the manager, yeah. the first team manager, used to always come and watch our games. And he was always like positive with me, like, okay, do this to improve your game. Um, try and for in track back like all the things where you're like, okay, I'm doing the right things. That's the message I was getting. So like the injury like was was really, really tough. And
1: it yeah. was more it was more injury based with you, you would say. Bit of both, bit of both. Yeah. I think
3: at that time I would have I would I would have been putting myself in a really good position of where if it didn't happen, I would have been happy, if you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. But
1: so so <laughs> what what advice? Because obviously we hear a lot of these stories where like, you know, people go through the academies and they don't receive the professional contracts and they're just in the wilderness basically. Um, Take it well. Uh, Like yourself, you've, 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 you know, done well in life since. Um, What, what advice would you give those maybe like youngsters that are, are in this position right now? And if they don't happen to get the contract, what would you advise them to do? Who do they go to?
3: Yo, stay in school, man. That's why I. That's why I always tell people stay in school. Of where I'd count myself as someone who is, let's say, book smart. Anyway, so I kind of found it easy to take the school. But I know players that I played with who were convinced they were gonna make it, so didn't take school seriously. So then, in the end, for them, they're literally not struggling in life, but they're not achieving what they thought we would. They would have. Staying in football, if you know what I'm trying to say. So I've got a yeah, really yeah. close friend of mine who didn't take school seriously. He ended up going to uni, but the long way round, so taking another two years out of his life in order to be able to go to uni. But now he's sorting himself out. But his biggest regret, he said, I should have, I should have took school seriously. Like I genuinely thought I was gonna make it, and he didn't. So that's my biggest advice, to be honest.
1: All right, calm. Well, Jeffrey's story was um, completely different at the age of 16 because around the time of 05 and 06, he did receive um, a, a professional contract. Uh, could you talk us through that, basically? So the initial months before that, let's say like two, three months before that, did you think, yeah, I've got this in the bag, man. I've scored two goals, the best in training.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, a surprise to you? Yeah, so actually, I've always been captain in my teams, so I. Uh, when I was 16, I was captain as well. And then I think one or two other players signed a contract before me. So I was like, okay, when is mine coming? And uh, I I spoke with my agent um, about it. He said, yeah, we're going to speak to Ajax. So they spoke with Ajax and I said, we don't want to wait. <laughs> and I was like, wait for what? You know? <laughs> and uh, they said, yeah, we want to wait, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we don't want to give too many players contract. So, um, so I said, okay, cool, I didn't agree, but I said, yeah, there's nothing you can do, you know. So, I was also playing for the national team on on the 16, and then um, yeah, we qualified for the Euros and for the and for the World Cup on the 17. Yeah. So I, I went to the World Cup without contract. And I uh, had a good World Cup, and uh, after I came back, immediately they said they said we need to talk.
3: You reckon that was that's what they was waiting for?
0: No, no, they didn't. They didn't expect it actually, because um, if if they expected it, they would have signed me before going to the World Cup. You know, because after the World Cup, I could go to anywhere. <laughs> Basically, so. You Know, um, that's when they said, okay, Jeff, we need to talk, we need to offer you a contract.
1: But you and had offers, awesome. you had offers from elsewhere as well, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Are absolutely. you able to explain? Are you able to explain to us who? Everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they wanted the boy, even Premier League, in it.
0: Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea was the closest. Yeah, uh,
1: either
0: Chelsea or. Ajax like, So that,
1: yeah, that's what basically what I wanted you to say. So the Chelsea one, did you have talks with them? Um, how how yeah, why did definitely. you decide to ch- stay stay at Ajax?
0: Yeah, so Chelsea made an offer. They spoke with my agent, made an offer. But you know, I'd already made up my mind that I wanna I wanna you know play play for Ajax and make my make my debut for Ajax. So you know, yeah, I didn't I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go there, they invited me they you know how they they talked yeah they yeah, yeah, yeah dinner at Haasan, yeah, so I already made up my mind that uh, I was going to stay at accident
1: so tosin Shalom, have you guys got any questions up until now for these boys? so just up until yeah've got. I've, them got, have, I've
2: got quite a few, actually. Um, so but, up until
1: Jeffrey having his contract and up until Kenna not receiving his contract, let's, let's leave it at that point, basically, if you've
2: got any questions cool. in regards to that. Yeah. Um, quick question for Jeffrey. Yes, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but I was just thinking, like, from, like, the start of your career, let's say, like, around the time you were six and whatnot, I mean... Obviously, it's everybody's dream to like become like a professional footballer sort of thing. But I suppose at that age, football is probably just fun as well. You're probably not thinking that far ahead in terms of having it as a career. I mean, at what point would you say did you start playing football or maybe like tailoring the way you ate or like how much you trained to to, to a point where you thought, if I do this, this means I will become a footballer? Like, at what point did it become like almost a
0: career for you? If that makes sense? Um. Good question, man. You know, in the, like you said in the beginning, you're playing because it's fun. You're playing to win. You're playing because you, you're good at it. You know, you you know winning winning games makes makes playing fun. If you start losing games, it's less fun. But uh, so that was it for me. I was I was playing. I was I was loving it. Um, I was good at it, and. You know, my my family was happy about it. and I was playing for the best club in, in, in the Netherlands. So, you know, it, it was, it all had to do with that. But I think the older you get, you start to realize that now you must watch your food. Now you must, you must uh, do good at school and combine it with football. Um, now scouts are coming to watch. So uh, then you're talking, okay, he get a contract. Uh, I must also get So... A lot of things add and and before you know if you don't take care, you can lose the joy of playing football that you had when you was much younger so um, yeah I think for me, it starts when, for example uh, you go to the national team or if if you're not from the national team, it starts around fourteen, fifteen, you know fourteen fifteen. That's when you start to realize, okay, it's 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 getting serious. It's more serious now. People are judging on on your goals, judging on your on your numbers, you know, and all of that. So, yeah.
2: All right, that makes yeah. that makes sense, man. Nice one.
4: Yeah, I got a question. Um, I think for more, Kenner and Jeffrey can chime in if you feel like it, but but it's more of a um a question to us. Kenner is um. Do you think sometimes playing for big teams like City or Ajax can be a player's downfall? Because at the time you are you are competing against other, other people who are really good. Do you ever think, um, hold on a second, if I somehow look for other teams who are not as good at City or Ajax, I, I will get a better chance of actually starting and getting a pro contract than, you know, you know, saying, OK, I will I will keep pushing, but. The, the likelihood of me getting a contract is probably slim to none. Did you ever come? Did you ever kind of run your, go past your thought and thought? You know what? I was in City. I've had more of a leverage to play to play with. I get well with other or play for other clubs, were are not as good as City, but I've gotten a chance to be a pro footballer.
3: I actually did. That's this. That's a good question. Of where, um, at the age of I think it was fifteen, I was. Burnley wanted to sign me and go there and give me a scholarship at 15. So one of the things I think Burnley were back then when I I think they were in the championship. So they were like, "Okay, come down. We really like you. Um, You'll probably have a high chance to obviously do well here than at City. But then I went down seeing the facilities and honestly, like, the difference in facilities is massive. It's one of those things... That, helps, where, it,
1: like, that helps us all, isn't it? Facilities. it? It helps
3: massively of where the, you're trying to sell your project, if you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. If I'm at City, seeing, let's say, probably the elite of the elite players and um, the facilities we had back then were still really good versus Burnley of where you used to get change in, like, porter cabins. cabins uh, <laughs> You only had, like, um, one... Um, 4G pitch there were was, was just little things of where you're like I've got it so nice here it would almost it would be a gamble with anything to leave to hope it works out so it, I think it, it depends who you are but in my, in my position I think I made the right decision by staying because in the end I was training every day with the best of the best players with the best coaches and then each one down the line I had the leverage of I was at City for four years rather than if I, if it didn't work out at burnley it was almost i go further down if if that makes sense so yeah i think it, it it's i think it's hard. when when you see players top players leave early when they were younger to let's say like Dwight McNeil is the perfect example of where he was at united went to burnley and his it worked out for him he's now playing premier league but those stories are so rare I think it's always better to stay at the highest level you could at the best club you could for as long as I possible
4: I guess my follow up question is do you reckon it's, uh, th- these stories are so rare because players never do it because it's more of like a, I think I'm good enough I'm good enough and yeah. it no, 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 out no. that yeah 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 100% you almost yeah. gamble you have to gamble you,
3: you almost it's like you're chasing the dream if you're not know yeah. going to say If you if you're there you're like uh, you never know what happens. Let me just stick it out. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Actually, Kenna,
4: did you, did you have a, um, an agent at that time?
3: Yeah, so he's the one that found Barnsley for me.
4: Right, okay. So my, I guess my also full of a question to, to the questions I've just asked. Uh, do you reckon at a point in, in a, a young man's career or, or a young woman's career, a, an agent should be realistic to you to tell you, okay, listen, you're good, but in the long scheme of things, I don't see you necessarily breaking into this team. I think you should probably try yeah, yeah, no, X,
3: yeah. one, Z. No, 100%. Yeah, they're the conversations we were having anyway. I think leading up to finding out, he was asking me what I think will happen. And I'm like, I was realistic. I was like, I'm probably not going to get one. Let's start planning for it, essentially. Yeah. So then it was, it was again, we had like Burnley and Barnsley. Luckily, Barnsley was the first club I trialed at. They gave me the contract after the first game. <laughs> so I played one game, I think it was against Derby. And they were like, yeah. Here's your, here's your um, youth team scholarship. So for me, after that, I was like, this is the perfect level of where week in, week out, I was playing. A, so not the Premier League teams, but it's team below. But it was such a good standard of where we were playing like City and United every other week. So uh, it is a conversation most people should be having anyway.
1: Nice, 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 nice. So, okay, so we're at the stage now where Jeffrey. After coming back from uh, from the under 70 World Cups, does bits, comes back to Amsterdam and they table him an offer after Chelsea's sniffing. Uh, so you get your professional contract. Um, and then now you're involved in and around the first team of Ajax. So can you please um first of all, who who was in the first team at, at Ajax at that time?
0: As coach, you mean?
1: No, 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 players.
0: Um, Stephen Pinar, um, Ryan Barbo,
1: so Nigel the Young, Stephen Pinar, them times,
0: yeah, Trabelsi, yeah, That's cool. uh,
1: when Henry came and done their dance, I remember. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you're there now, first team, um, first season, how was it?
0: Was good. Was good. I uh, had a good first season. Obviously, I was. I was. Uh, you know, the, the manager had, had confidence in me. I played uh, quite a few games. Um, uh,
1: Martin, you're right.
0: No, Danny Blind.
1: Danny, Bl- Danny Blind. Okay.
0: Yeah, Danny Blind. So I was. I was 17. I was 17. So yeah, it was. It was good.
1: It was good. So, you stayed at Ajax for about four seasons. Um, they, they, yeah. You went out on loan as well in, in that spell, didn't you?
0: Yeah. yeah. To NACO,
1: I went, NSA. NSA. NSA, yeah. yeah. Why was that? Why did they send you out on loan that time?
0: Because Martial was the coach and um, he was not going to let me play. He wanted to... I was a, I, I was a midfielder. And he wanted to make me a left back, uh, yeah, left back. So I was, we were having uh, discussions, and you know it was wasn't looking bright. Mm. So I said, okay, it's better for me to, to go.
1: Okay, so you um, went Jeffrey, on loan. Yeah.
3: Did you play um, through the youth team? What positions did you actually play throughout? Were you literally just winger, and you never played fullback?
0: No, I was, I was, I, I, I was never a winger actually. What position a, were you? Number ten. So behind the striker, midfielder, or eight, you know, box to box. Eight as well. Yeah. I can't see Jeffrey as an eight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, box to box. I've been actually, you know, yeah, transformed actually, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> by, for you, was it by choice or by necessity in terms of that's what the team needed and you just adapted...
0: It was definitely not my choice <laughs> up to now, okay. I
3: like but it's,
0: uh, yeah, it's a couple of things, actually. It's, you know, I can, I'm, yeah, I'm.
1: You're able, you got the tricks, you, you got the technical the skills and you're fast. So naturally, and you're black, what? so naturally they're going to put you on the
0: wings, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue, yeah. you know, I can play with left, I can play with right you know i'm I'm quite quick, you know, so if for example the the winger is injured, the actual winger is injured, or he wants to change the tactic for a game or whatever, you know then because I can play there as well, I'll play there, do a good game there, stay a couple of games, team is winning, you stay there, and I'm like, "Hey, wait a second, I want to go back to my position yeah <laughs> team is, so actually, that's
3: actually such a great point of where. For me, I always, um, people I speak with about when I have a, a child and hopefully they get into football, I will focus them to play one position because in my position, probably similar to you, I played everywhere. Like I mentioned, I played left wing one game, right wing, went to left back, went to right back everywhere. And I was almost moved around for the team rather than if I if I was one dimensional. I'd play my best position all the time. So for me, I think it's actually better. Sometimes it works to your advantage of, only being able to play in one position
0: of where you'll yeah. get all the minutes there. It does. And there was a point that I actually said that I'm not going to play on the wings again. You know, I'm going to play on the midfield because I feel like <laughs> that's where, that's where I, you know, I, could, I could be at my best. And yeah, you know, then I, I even, for example, when I left Solskjaer, I went to Nak, Nak Breda because I was going to play on the midfield. That's the only reason I went to Nag and then, I, you know, we had a negotiation. We, we discussed it during the meeting and stuff. And uh, I signed, you know, spoke with the coach. He said, okay, agree. I trained in pre the whole week on midfield. After, uh, the, the, like I said, the left winger got injured or something. I, I don't remember. He put me left wing. I said, coach, I'm not going left wing. I'm not going gonna... to. And the training, I did not do anything. I did not run. I did not track back. I did not make action so (laughs) what
1: you have but obviously um i've seen you play football for since young and obviously we know you as someone that has all the skills in the world and that's fast those two things so for me naturally i'm gonna think like you have all the tools to actually be a good winger but from the sounds of it you don't like that position at all why don't you like the, why are you not enjoying, because Tosin over here, he's a winger, and I know he enjoys, <laughs> he, he enjoys the wing, wing position a lot. Why don't you enjoy it? Why don't you like, because you've got, it's you, it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's not it. that I don't, it's not that I don't enjoy it, and it's not that I can play it, Yeah, but there's a difference between, you know, uh, playing at a position that you feel like you would, you would show, like, the I best guess, of you, the best yeah, of you, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, like I said I grew up on that position so I know the ins and the outs but like I said because I've not played there for such a long time people don't even see me people don't even yeah, know yeah. that I'm a midfielder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back in the days we know that this guy is a midfielder but yeah it's, you just get used to it now like for example uh, my, my CV it says winger you know so that's mm-hmm. that's just the way it is but um yeah, naturally, I still feel, I, I still feel like... For the it, middle, it, yeah? Yeah, it, it has to do with a lot of things, you know. Because I, I did play a few games I was on the midfield. And, um, you know, one, one of my qualities is my shot. You know, when you're on the midfield, you're skillful. You to let you it can, rip. You can, you can shoot more often. You're dependent on no one. On the wings, you're always dependent on your midfield. And so, if your midfield is weak, you're going to be tracking the whole game. You know, so... <laughs> There's a lot of you know a lot of uh, but it gets lonely like
3: sometimes that. out wide. Sorry. It gets lonely out wide sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I just think to answer your question, Andrew, I just think it's, you know, playing on your on your best position is different than playing on a position that you can play for the sake of the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, yeah. facts.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk about that then. So obviously, after Ajax, Martin, you the manager. He didn't really fancy you. You didn't really fancy him. But at that time, you're still, you know, um, the prodigy. So you still can go basically anywhere that you want to go. Um, eventually, you chose to go to Real Sociedad in Spain, who were, I mean, at that time, if I remember, they were up and coming. You know, just got a lot of young players. Um, for you, um, how many other teams were you able to go to and why did you choose Sociedad at that particular time? Uh,
0: La Liga, La Liga Spain was for me, I think, the, the league where, it's a technical league, you know, and it's um, always for me, like, the place where technical players can, you know, um, to show, show, show their worth. So that, yeah, that was for me um, the reason to go to to enter the league. Is to I I thought at that moment that it would be best for my for my play uh, style of play.
1: What other clubs were were you able to go to? What other clubs were interested? Um, Did Chelsea come back?
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> no.
1: Well, at that time, at that time, they had Maluda. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, let me see. I, what are the clubs? I think you had... Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember, much. For sure in Holland, I had a few clubs, but mm. 2010... Uh, I don't even remember, man. The year before were- was Tottenham. I could go to Tottenham the year before. The year before? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. look, I've had, I've had, like, in IS, I've had five coaches, five managers. Yeah, someone in four years, so every single time you have to prove yourself. Prove yourself, fight for your position, and and um, yeah, like stay fit because if you're injured, your position is gone. Unless, you, of course, you have a name. But, Like you have, you have played a couple of games, and you're you're good. Um, so that yeah, in in uh, when I could go to Tottenham, I was playing. And then um, another coach came, Arteo. He came with another philosophy, another way, you know. He had preferences. I was not one of them. So, yeah, then things can go different. Mm.
1: So at Sociedad, uh, you stayed there for three years. Um, Remember, you had a good debut season. Um, But then, again, injuries... Out of favouritism. What, what, what happened there? What's the story there? As such, that...
0: Yeah, as so that... had a good uh, start. Uh, became a... Uh, uh, favourite of the, of the fans. Um, but... Got injured. Um, then next season, the, a new coach came. The season after the new coach came. And... Um, well, he didn't in preseason. He tried me, blah, you know, few games, but he had other other plans. And so, um, yeah, like I said, f- football can go can go real quick. You know, mm. you just it's, it's about timing. It's about a lot of things. You know, at the right moment, staying fit, the right moment, uh, having favor with the coach at the right moment, the team winning. You know, because if the team is winning and you're playing, then you know, you know, confidence builds up. And, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but if you're playing and the team is losing, you're, you're still not, you're still not secure. You know, so, um, yeah. In that in that year, we were the target was to stay in the league. Um, so it was not like now how they are like tops. What is it now? Top six, something like that, in the middle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure on the coach if we lose a few games, going out, a new coach comes. So yeah, you, it's um. Maybe I've been on the other side of the of the coin, yeah. Uh, in terms of that, but yeah, that's how it went.
1: So then afterwards, if we just look at your at your CV, um, I would say maybe club stature wise it goes down. So then you go out and learn whilst being contracted at Sociedad. Uh, you go out and learn at Mac Breda. You did uh, a season at Hercules as well. Uh, Nack Brader full-time. And I, uh, I do also remember that those years at Nack Brader, you actually also performed really well. Uh, you was a regular starter. Um, you did your thing. But then afterwards, you went to New Zealand, Greece, Turkey, Greece again. So if you was to look back, um, the decisions that you made club-wise, do you think like you made the right decisions? Or they were the right decisions at the time. You felt good
0: with them. How would you describe your Nuk. career that? Um. Well, Nuk, Nuk was, was, like I said, I, I, I wanted to play on the midfield. So that was the main, main reason yeah. um, I, I went there. Because I, you know, I could go to other places abroad. Uh, but I wanted to go where I would know play every single game because I had not played many games in in Spain after yeah. the, in the, the the change of coach. So I needed that. I needed. I didn't. I didn't go to knock for the money. I went pure to play, um, and eventually that I played, but not on you know the position I wanted to. But at least I played. Um, and what what I would change actually is i think management is, is is very important because um i've had yeah quite a few quite a few man, uh managers in terms of managing a player with with um yeah the 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 the, the only good one i had was the first one or oh, do you and mean he, agent agent yeah or oh, agent he, sorry yeah yeah and, agent yeah, and yeah. he stopped and he stopped yeah. and then i start and then you know like you're on a on a on the island, okay? Who can you trust? Who yeah, yeah. Who, Were,
3: were they, the other agents, were they taking you for money purposes? So, Sociedad, was that a money move more than a career move On in hindsight?
0: No. Well, I, it, obviously, it was, it was uh, very good financially, but, it was, it was with a vision. It was with a, um, a goal, you know? Um, because, like I said, I I felt that it was best for the way of my, of play, the style of my play. Um and um yeah, I always I always wanted to play in the in the Spanish league. So um that's that but I think for me that that's the most well my, for myself that's the most important lesson that you need to have a solid management and not just who's not just looking for deals but who's looking at um long-term career and uh,
1: yeah
0: yeah you hear that's... that
1: kids get a good agent
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not it's hard scared... to
0: find because there's many out there
3: but... yeah it's actually so scary now of where the stories i hear there's kids at these top clubs are so you looking at city united chelsea gain agent from the age of eight and nine from primary school kids they're now growing up with agents but it's it's crazy so, so Jeff. Yeah. So let's say with your son,
1: would you would you be his agent? Bro, say my, if he was a
0: footballer, my, what would you do? My <laughs> if my son is gonna be a footballer, bro. He's 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 secured. He's secure. I'm, yeah? I'm gonna get my papers, my agency papers. <laughs> I'm gonna be his agent. That fifty percent <laughs> agency fee, every transfer. We're gonna, we're gonna play, <laughs> yeah, man. Play. But that,
1: yeah. But I do believe in that, though. That it, it should, I mean, it's difficult to mix business with family, though. I, I do get that. But I feel like, you know, yeah, I think that should be the way I forward, think, man. I
3: think it's actually good because I always think that looking back at it now, the kids who had, let's say, parents or dads who had previously played football, yeah, and yeah, they that, that is good. Football, they're yeah, in that a is miles good. better position.
1: <laughs> yeah, facts. Facts. Yeah. But otherwise, it can be a bit right. techy. Um, <laughs> Shalom and uh, Tosin, up until now,
4: any questions? I mean, I got a question which I'm, I believe our audience might be dying to ask. Um, I would it's a question to Jeffrey. And I'm sure I've asked you this question before, but just for the pod. Why didn't you come to the Prem?
1: <laughs> Why, bro? Chelsea, Spurs, you're shook for the for the physical, for the physical things. You know, <laughs> <on> the physical.
0: <laughs> Good question, man. Good question I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that way. I don't know. I don't know. We had talks, we had talks with Stoke City back then. We had talks with um,
1: and they said Ibrahim Afala instead. Man, come on, man, could have been you,
0: man. Yeah, <laughs> Crystal Palace as well. But yeah, you know, sometimes there are questions you can't answer. Man, that's one of them. Yeah.
1: Life is life, man.
0: Any other no.
2: questions before we move on? Yeah, I do. Um, two, two, actually. Uh, the first one is for both of you guys, actually. So I'm still kind of going back to, I suppose, youth level. Now, I guess in, like, let's say school, for whatever reason, a student may not live up to his potential, maybe, because sometimes because of bad teaching or sometimes because a teacher might have an agenda against them or whatever in, your, in you, both of you guys' experience at, like, youth level, was there ever a situation where you felt like maybe there was the coach's favourites or, like, favouritism and maybe players who were amazing and, or really, really good didn't get the opportunities that they deserved because of maybe a coach that had a grudge against them or something like that? Yeah, I mean, if both of you guys could touch on that, maybe. Jeffrey, know, you, you go first. <laughs> 100%,
0: man, 100%. And... Um... Yeah, I've seen both. I've seen players who, like, go after the coach, talk with the coach, uh, you know, trying to make moves. I hate that, man. I, I always used to see those. I was like, bro, that's – come on, just be yourself. And on the other hand, you have coaches who like, other, who like certain players um, that, that aren't good, but they're just favorites of the coach.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> McTominay. <laughs> Um, okay, so Jeffrey, so um, just to close off this Q and A ish, um, I know you've given a few advices. Um, what, what? Uh, in short... you mind
0: if I actually ask one more question, i say
1: so, sorry. Yeah, you yeah, had another question. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry, I did. Yeah. So my second question was so yeah, I um as Andrew mentioned, like I play I I play wing for my team, and I've always kind of played I suppose left wing or uh, left back or left wing back, whichever one. But there has been times when for whatever reason, um, my coach has tried to like use me in like uh, the number 10 position or like the hole or somewhere in midfield. And for me, ever since I've kind of, I suppose, played organized football, I've always played out on the wing. So for me, I'm so used to the byline being behind me, if that makes sense. So I, the, the, way I, the way I see the pitch, I see it, I see it with, with exactly, with the byline behind me. So I suppose you as a professional footballer, how did you adjust to the switch? Because for me, when I was in the middle of the park, honestly, it just, things happen so quickly and I don't feel like I'm the best version of myself just because <laughs> I'm so used to having the ball to feet. So I guess, yeah, how, how do you think, it, yeah, I mean, in your opinion, how did you manage to make the switch when... You knew that you were at eight but um you were being asked to play like out wide or do you think it yeah just kind
0: of touch on that if you can yeah well for me um you know there, there obviously there are a few things like there comes a the point that you have to play you know because I, I had those moments as well i'm not going to play on another position i'm going to play on the position i am and then the coach said, okay, you're not going to play. What are you going to do? You're going to sit on the bench? Sit of the tribune? <laughs> you're going gotta... to say, okay, coach, I'll play at that position. You know? So, <laughs> so uh, sometimes you have to just accept that it is the way it is. And for some players, it will work like that. They won't play. You know, for example, like, you, you know, those like Balotelli or those type of players, they can do whatever they do and nothing happens to yeah. them. If I do the same thing or say the same things, bro, I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> <messed up.
3: laughs> so, you need to see what works works for you. And it goes uh, back to the favorite things, the, the favorite point of where if you were a favorite, that you feel secure to be able to do that. If you're not a favorite, you'd be like, yo, I'll do whatever I need to do as long as I play.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: I
1: think a lot of players got that though. I think there's more of that than the other way around. For sure. Um, cool. So let's 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 close this off then. Uh, so obviously Jeffrey, you're currently a free agent. Um, there's been no announcement yet of Jeffrey Saarpong has retired on Sky Sports News. So, <laughs> what's next, bro?
0: We're making a move coming soon. When this corona... I should have been gone already in April. I should have signed in April. Okay. Yeah, but. Uh, it has been delayed. But Europe? Oh. Uh is it Europe? Is it part of Europe? I don't even know, but if it's, part All right, of it's, a it's a money move then, some <laughs> <laughs> money moved in. Some money moved then. I see it.
1: All right. Well, um I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you back on the pitch and hopefully um your next experience will be a fruitful one, man. Um thanks. So, uh, as of now, you have been being a free agent, I'm sure you have a lot more time. I know you've got a family, but you've got a lot more time watching football, um, talking to youngsters as well in Holland. I see you talking to young, young up-and-coming footballers, advising them and that. Um, yeah. Who in the football world, just under-21s or under-20, whatever, are you excited about? It doesn't have to be someone that we all know, just someone that you know you think like, yeah, I'm excited yeah. about this guy. You,
0: I love I love technical players. You know, I love technical players. So when I see technical players, I'm like, wow, you know, he's talking my language. But I like um Jade Sancho from Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh yeah, he's bright, he's you know, skillful, he's effective, productive, um and he's still young, very young.
1: That's what people that's what people, you know, that's what people um uh, mm. On the estimate underestimate about, especially Jaden Sancho effectiveness I think that's one of the key things that you need to look at players he's everything and also effective his numbers speak for itself as well so yeah, yeah. he's definitely up there man yeah and uh, I like uh, I
0: don't know is he 20? I like Justin Clifford a lot oh uh, yes
1: yeah. I-, I think how old is he? I think he's a bit older 22, 23 not is sure. he already? Here? I'm not sure oh. I'm not sure that went quick then. <laughs> Let me double check. What do you, What did you think about him leaving Ajax at that time? By the way, right move. Um, he's twenty one. He's twenty one
0: now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Difficult, man. Difficult. I understand it,
1: but at the same time. I mean, for me, I was like, mm, maybe a year. Cause yeah. Obviously, that season afterwards, Ajax did really, really well in the Champions League. Yeah. So, and he's, you know, still kind of, I think, finding his feet at Roma. but
0: Yeah, and also, especially the league. Like, I, did, I didn't mind him going, leaving Ajax, even though I I'd hoped he would stay at least one more year. Mm. But, like, mm. going to Italy, man, that, that league is something else, man. <laughs> well, how would you describe that league? No, it's very um very tactical and yeah. very very disciplined. So they don't really give space for a lot of creativity, you know, and he's a very creative player. So you know it's yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a tight one. But hopefully he's starting games. Hopefully he'll um, Yeah come out on the right side of things. Um obviously we have a I have a few names as well that I think that Um, I don't know if you know them or seen them, um, but let's start with the Premier League, um, because obviously that's the league that most of us watch the most. Um, And one guy that I've been following for quite a few years now, I think that he's going to make the absolute top. It's Phil Foden. Um, He's also been nominated for for a golden boy. And when I look at him, he's everything that a typical British player is not. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's why, yeah, I like him, man. He's very mature. Even yesterday in the game against Arsenal, um, he didn't start, but he came on and he was very bright, man. He tried things, quick feet, uh smart, effective uh, for his age. Um, even though he plays with a lot of big players, um, a lot of players that are not from the academy and he's still walking around as if he's like one of them, you know. So there's something, there's definitely something that we should, Shine a light on, um, Kenner. He,
3: he's he's honestly like unreal. Like obviously coming through and seeing uh, the different type of players across the UK that I played against. I think he's definitely the most talented English, like young English player like I've I've seen. If you know what I'm trying to say his touch is immaculate, his intelligence to pick up pockets is immaculate, his decision ma- I think decision-making, to me, is the, it's almost the hardest skill, which people yeah. really yeah. underestimate, and Phil Foden seems to make the right decisions nine, nine times out of ten, and he's 20 years old. <laughs> you know how crazy that is, of where, it, if, you, if people start watching Phil Foden now, if you watch him and think, count how many times he makes a bad decision, and I'm I'm promising you, you won't count more than in one hand. He's like so intelligent. I, I love the kid.
1: Yeah, he obviously he's a Man City player. Um, I don't know if you heard about this one, Jeffrey, but it's a this he's making noise now in the red side of Manchester. Uh, Mason Greenwood. Have you heard of him?
0: Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, baller. I've seen, I've seen some of his highlights as well.
1: Yeah, my what do you think?
0: He's like, right. he's like, right. right.
1: <laughs> my left eye, right, he's like. <laughs> He's, he's, uh, he's, he's both for as you, man. He, you know, he, right he, for left he, foot,
0: left foot, doesn't matter. He reminds me of Mbappé uh, a lot. Robert yeah, facts. Left yeah, here. I'm really excited
1: about him. He's just 18 years old, man, and I'm hating yeah. that he plays for United. But
3: yeah, I'm actually, happy uh, to- just just a quick a quick question on this. Actually, this is actually really funny, Jeffrey. Do you know, when you when you see young players coming through, do you sometimes think you're like? I was better than him at that age do you do that a lot
0: uh indirectly sometimes yeah like you <laughs> here he's 17 or he's 18 or he's 19 or 16 like where was that when i was where, <laughs> and we, you know so sometimes you unknowingly you compare in your head like okay i was doing this i was doing that or you know so yeah so what so
1: what youngster out there do you think that's Being hyped or semi-hyped, you think like, nah, man, I was better than this kid. This is an open pod, bro. Be honest, man. Come on, man.
0: (laughs) Um, Just someone
1: that's been hyped that you're just thinking like, nah, I'm better than you, man. Oh, I was better than you. Sorry. You're not all that. uh, I think... uh, Or maybe throughout your career in the early stages when you... Yeah. Did you think that?
0: Especially in Ajax, I feel like a lot of a lot of players are being hyped. Like Donny van der Beek, he's just hype for me. He's, he's, he's alright, he's covering goals, important goals, he's always at the right place the right time. He's being, for me, he's being hyped. Like, I look at him... What
1: are you I telling like, me,
4: basic player? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I know and I, Andrew Andrew loves him. but that's. that's I'm, I'm that's not sure though, I'm not sure though. I like Donny, man.
0: Yeah.
1: But the thing is, the thing is, I understand I understand what he's saying though, because Donnie has um, Jordan Henderson vibes. Whereas like where you feel like what does he do? Everything that is that he does the skill set is just basic. He doesn't do anything he's extraordinary. Expected. But the thing is, I think the difference between Donnie, I think Donny Donny van der Beek is extremely effective, especially in this Ajax team. My only issue is I'm trying to see, I can't imagine him outside of
0: Ajax. And that's the thing. Like, that's my that's my only yeah. He's been connected with Real Madrid and Manchester United. Like I'm like how in the world is that possible?
1: <laughs> there is Vim. <laughs>
2: yeah, tasting fire away, man. Yeah, it's um it's a similar question to the one that was just asked, but I guess I was going to ask um in terms of like players you've played with both um as teammates and as opposition, who is like the best player you've actually seen play like you've played against that you looked at him and you were like he's just better than everyone on this pitch right now he's literally just above everyone else has there ever been like a player or can you think of one player or one match where that happened oh in your career no. the whole
0: barcelona team yes. <laughs> when was this what game was this what game it was barca orsa yeah. so she died uh. <laughs> Yeah,
1: what happened, man? Past the you just park. chasing shadows.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, that was that's but Messi, Savi, Iniesta, they're all like this, so small. Oh, that's mad. And you look at them, and like, and they, they work so so unburdened, you know. And um, but when they're in the pitch, it's 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 so fast, man.
3: Actually, let let me ask you this. I don't think I've ever had this opportunity (laughs) to ask anyone. So, the coaches in the week leading up to Barca, can you just summarize what your plan was to stop Barca? (laughs) Uh, Great question. What what we did, what we did, yeah.
0: This is no, this is no lie. We we played um, fourteen against eleven in preparation for Barcelona. Literally, fourteen against eleven. So that's how we prepared. Because that's how it feels. <laughs> and what, what was the score yeah. of that game? <laughs> if you remember? We lost, we lost. But this was when Barca was top, top, top. At yeah. Uh, we lost 5-0 or something like this. 5-0, 4-0. Bro, this, this
3: Barca was... was that, um, that was Pep Guardiola's Barca. Yeah. Wow. Crazy.
1: So... Okay, so that's the best players or players that you've played against. What's the best player that you've played with in your career?
0: I like Emmanuel Wilson a lot. He's underrated. Would be. Yeah, he's underrated. Yeah.
1: So he, for you, he's your, the best player you've ever played with.
0: Yeah, for uh, because, well, technically wise, yes.
1: Yeah, Ubi, and, Ubi yeah, was good, what, man.
2: What What was it about him that just for
0: you he made was? Him, he was so calm on the ball. Like, you could pressure him. You could do what you want to do. He would, he would not lose the ball. Yeah, facts. He would not lose the ball. And that's for me, I admire that, man. Like, it could be calm, collective, no stress. And, and it's, yeah. He, he's, it's just so smooth. The way he touches the ball, the way he, it's just so smooth. So
1: Yeah, he yeah. was good, man. He was good. And worst player you've ever played with? So open bar, bro. Uh, it's the Va- bar Podca- Va- Va- podcast. Anything goes.
0: Worst player. You probably not know him because <laughs> I think it was a strike of NEC when, when I played on loan on NEC. Okay. But, was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, can we have names? though. That was the crazy stuff. He scored a lot of goals with his head because he was good at heading. But he What's was his fat. name? Uh, what's his name? Again? <laughs> what's his name? Uh, I'll check it up later. I forgot, I, I forgot his name.
1: Doesn't matter.
0: And, and, and when I left, because I, I left uh NEC, then I went to Spain that mm-hmm. season, he became the goal scorer of the league. <laughs> so, oh, really, like, Flemings, yeah, his name is Flemings. Oh, Flemings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. So, he's the worst player you've ever played with? Probably, I don't know. There just, it just came first in my mind,
1: so. Yeah. So, what's the best club you've played with? Like, even country-wise, just everything. Everything just fit. Everything was correct. What do you mean, club or country? So, just the best club that you've played. Even like, even, like, country-wise. So, family situation was fine there. The country was nice. The club well, was good.
0: That's best club in terms of organisation is Ajax Ajax yeah, is yeah. a perfect top you know but country is Spain yeah no right. doubt and
2: I yeah. I have a quick question Andrew I can jump in sorry sorry for all the questions um, so yeah I guess when, so when I play football I always try and well I watch Garofill a lot and that's the player I try to play like like let's say in his Tottenham days and his early Real Madrid days who is was the one player for you growing up, let's say maybe in the your teen years, that you were trying to mould your game around?
0: That's a good question, man. More than one player.
2: Because, be with.
0: Uh, because there's a difference between players you admire and love and players trying to uh, copy, you know? Yep. But who did I try to copy? I don't. I don't know who I try to play like man. No. I don't I don't know. I could tell you a bunch of names who I really look up to. Yeah. But. Go on. You wanted to be the first Jeffrey Topong. Go ahead, Well, Seedorf, but I, I didn't really play like him. I love Clifford, I loved Leitman, I love the uh, Kaka, you know but I didn't really play like them, so I just, yeah, I don't know, I do not really have a, I, I learned bits and pieces, but it's not like I want to play like him, that we play alike, you know?
4: Yeah. Actually, Jeff, I have a more flip question to Tolson's question. Um, Did you have rivalries with other players that you thought, okay, I want to be better than you, that pushed you to to say, okay, um, yeah, okay, this is the guy who's doing well in the league or in this position, I want to be better than him, so I want to so it basically pushed you to be a better player. Did you have any player grow uh, during your the um your youth stage? And even now, do you think, okay, I want to be better then?
0: Yeah, in the youth, is sure we had, was always the the, the rivalry. So yeah. they were good in the youth as well. You know, so you had the one guy Micho Paul Defart. He didn't make it, but he was amazing. He was amazing in the youth. Um, so every time. Cause he played ten as well, and I played ten, so we were like, "All right, you got, you, know, you got to play ten. I'm gonna play ten. We're gonna play each other." Royster Drenter. He was also one of my rivalries. Every time we played final,
1: he was a so, bowler, man. Shame. Yeah. In his career. Was,
0: he uh, yeah, man. Yeah, but he was actually, you know, he had amazing Euros before Euros. He, he was, was normal, average, <laughs> average. Like he, he was playing left back as well. He already played left wing.
1: Yeah. So,
0: um. Yeah, I think I think those two, Diego Bisaswar, I don't know if you know him. It's I don't. you know. Yeah, right?
1: know Final as well, right?
0: Yeah. So, Fine the, the most plays from Fine were my uh from PSV. Maybe Isati. You know, my sati. Yeah, he was. That I uh Gola. he was yeah, sick he, man. Yeah. Yeah. But all the
1: so Moroccans all the Moroccans over there are ballers, man. Even those that don't make it to football. <laughs> They're all technically sick. Um yeah. yeah, if there's no more questions, we've reached our zenith, guys. No, no more questions? Cool. Um no, no more yeah so thank you very much jeffrey for coming on to or coming on this episode and sharing your experiences um ken as well thank you very much for our member for sharing your experiences and being open about it um hopefully for the listeners the younger listeners who are in an academy setup they have learned a thing or two but the main thing of course is make sure you get yourself a good agent Hey, Connie.